On today's Question of Faith, what are Catholics doing for women's health? Hey everybody, welcome to Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferentz, a Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Jessica Davidson, Vice President of the Board of Veronova Health. Hey, welcome Jessica. Nice to see you. Great to have you here. Good to be here. So what are Catholics doing for women's health? <laughs> ah, well, I think that depends on where you're, where you're at. But in the Diocese of Cleveland, we are seeking to all offer an alternative approach to women's health mm. that really seeks to get to the root cause of cycle issues. So a lot of women face um, all sorts of health concerns, um, painful periods, mm. and um, irregular cycles, and they really want answers. What's causing it? What's behind this? And at Veranova, we're seeking to help them get to the bottom of that, primarily through helping them learn how to chart the signs of their cycle, their biomarkers, as we call them. Mm -hmm. And once they have that basic chart down, our clinicians can use that chart to look for irregular patterns and time blood work and ultrasound to really get to the root cause of what's going on, to restore them to health so they can live lives of flourishing and serving others. It's awesome. I was out at Veranova. It was a Saturday before you opened, or it was a soft yeah. open? It was a grand yeah. opening or something? It was our, our open house, yeah, okay. back in February. And it's right on Pearl Road mm -hmm. in Middleburg Heights in front of Grace Church. Yep. And it's beautiful. The artwork in there is beautiful. It's all state-of-the-art. The people were friendly. I got to meet a few of the doctors and therapists. And, um, yeah, so it's a lovely place. So you say that this is – you're getting to the root of the issue. So you're going, like, through a natural route. What – What's the alternative to that, and what's not working, and why why, why have Veranova in the first place? Ah, very good question. Um, so conventional medicine really s typically takes a more symptom management approach. So okay. when a woman comes in and says, I'm having really painful periods, um, the doctor says something along, and this is a paraphrase um, from stories I've heard and experienced myself, um, oh, well, that's normal. We can either put you on hormonal contraception, hormonal birth control um, for medical reason, mm -hmm. or we can't, you can just take like pain, pain mm -hmm. medication. And the reason most doctors do that is because that is how they were trained. That mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. um, hormonal birth control has really become the go-to for any women's health issue. And, and of course it was designed um, for contraception, right. but that um, it, because of how it functions, how it um, interacts with a woman's body, people just use it for everything. Mm -hmm. And and that can really help. A woman who is suffering intense pain, um, it really does manage that symptom for many, many women. Mm -hmm. And it can feel like a really a breath for that woman to be able to function. But the challenge is, is when she goes off that medication, maybe she wants to get pregnant or she's just tired of um, ingesting all those synthetic hormones all the time. Mm -hmm where does she go? What does she do? Mm -hmm. um, because the problem could very likely still be there because the pill is not designed to cure the underlying condition. I see. So that's what we're trying to do. Um, we just want to help get to what's what's causing the problem. Um, and, you know, what started Veranova, so to be clear that Veranova Health itself is not a Catholic practice, but it was our faith as the board, the founders that were inspired us because we, um, myself, I'm a 
teacher of fertility awareness um, with my husband, and so were the founding uh, board, Tim and Mary Ellen Jacob Eisen. And we had been teaching couples um, how to chart their fertility for family planning purposes when they're getting married. And then they would see these irregularities on their charts, and they would be like, so where do I go to find a doctor who knows how to read that? Mm-hmm. And there were one or two doctors in the region who did, but they were a little bit farther out, a little harder to get to. And so we wanted to bring something closer to Cleveland. And so it was our faith and our experience teaching national family planning that was like, hey, we need this kind of medicine closer to centrally located Ohio or Cleveland area. Yeah. And so that's what instigated the whole thing. Right. Right off the highway there. 71's yep. right there. And you connect with 80 or 480. Yeah. That's a great yeah. location. Yeah. That's really, it was really a God find. He just really opened up doors and we'd been looking for a while <laughs> and had really no idea where he was going to put us down. And then he's like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was... That's great. Jessica, tell me a little bit about like the early days of Veronova. What you know, how did you all start and uh, you know, you know, before you had office furniture and stuff, yes. what did you do? <laughs> yeah, well, it started with um, the vision of Tim and Mary Ellen. Um, just wanting to provide this care. They got together like a group of like 70 of us back in 2019 and just said, what do you think? Is there an interest in this? And the response was really overwhelming of, yes, we need this. And so then we started all the the paperwork of filing to become a nonprofit organization, started fundraising, doing all the legal stuff. Uh, When they asked me to serve on the board, I, I had no idea what I was getting into. And I was just like, it was a lot of just figure out what is our mission? How do we, what's our name going to be? How do we discern, how do we want to be a public facing um, organization? So just all the branding mm-hmm. and stuff. So it would, and then COVID hit. Um, and <laughs> so that, did. of course it did. So <laughs> yeah. that was just another little unexpected twist in the plot. Um, yeah. So that's what we were doing for a lot. I'm trying to think last year we had a, an event and it was really all the behind the scenes, the preparing the soil so that something could grow. Mm. And it was, it was a long process. So Veranova, is it true true and new? Are those the two words? Uh, or what? Nova can be star. Star, or okay. Uh, true yeah. star? True star. True star, so, Yeah, okay. to try to, to give light to um, a different way of doing women's oh. health. And we are also a family medicine practice, but yeah. since the question is, what are we doing for women's health? Um, I led with that. But we do actually, we can see babies and parents, and we can really see, see everybody. Well, I know you have a... Uh, a physical therapist who's a pelvic floor expert. Yes. And I've talked to Mike. I have two friends who do pelvic floor therapy, and that's something I heard nothing about even a few years ago. And then I've got friends in it. So after a woman gives birth, a lot of times she needs some therapy. And my friends will say, it's not normal for a woman when she laughs to, you know, leak or when she sneezes to leak. So, um, and Sorry for the the common language, but this is what they tell me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so the the pelvic floor therapist helps rebuild those muscles so that a woman can function as her body was meant to function, Thanks. and and doing this naturally and with the help of therapists. So, yes. Yeah. I, I my yeah my my mom is deceased. You know, twenty two years. But I remember even when she was going through menopause and all, saying these things. I think uh, a women's health clinic that could help. According and, and working with, you know, our Catholic understanding of the body and humanity would, would have been a great gift. And it's it sounds like it's a great gift right now. Yeah, we're trying. We've um, had the privilege of serving um, 
over 200 patients now. Well, I think it's over 100 patients, but some of them are coming back. Um, this kind of approach to medicine, it's not a quick fix. It's a process mm -hmm. um, of exploring and going detailed. So there'll be several appointments to really try to get to that root cause. Um, but it's been, it's such a joy um, to be able to serve women in this capacity. Now, I, I am not involved in the day-to-day. -day. We mm. have excellent clinicians who are very passionate about serving women in a concrete fashion. And our pelvic floor therapist, yes, yeah, she's fabulous. She is also currently on maternity leave. Um, she and actually we've had we will have by by August three babies out of the um, five staff we have at Veranova. That's cool. <laughs> um, so we are we are living the mission Practice right off the like bat. You preach, that's yes. it. Leading by example. Yes. Huh? <laughs> so were you part of the workshop this weekend? Maria Wancata, one of our colleagues here mm. in Marriage and Family Life, was doing fertility awareness for moms and daughters. Were you part oh, of that? Oh, the or? cycle prep. So I was not part of that one, but it's really exciting. One of the overlaps between the diocese and what Veranova is doing is increasing awareness about cycle education for girls, um, women of all ages. And so we are actually both using a program called Cycle Prep, yeah. which is preparing um, for a girl's first period together. It's a parent-daughter program. And um, so single dads with daughters could, could come mm -hmm. in. And it really just talks about how do you prepare for your first period? What's going to, what is the period? What is a woman's physiology? And how does it, how do you prepare for it? And how do you create a culture of care? There can be a lot of shame or anxiety um, about starting your period. It's not something we talk about that people are naturally comfortable with. So part of it is just to get excellent care for women. You need to start normalizing conversations about what is healthy and what is good. And so that's what we're starting with the girls. And then at Veranova, we also want to educate um, teen girls, like how to start charting for, for health literacy. Mm -hmm. So this isn't teaching them how to avoid pregnancy, but just how to observe the signs their bodies are producing so that they can know if their cycles are healthy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of girls start to suffer from those painful periods when they're in high school. And it can be really debilitating sometimes keeping them from school. And that is not normal. It is definitely common, but it's not healthy. Um, so let's get to the root cause of that. And mm -hmm. when they chart, then they can start to be empowered. They can start to realize how their nutrition or their sleep or their stress is impacting their cycle. And they can start to make informed decisions to change that. And that's actually true across the board. That's cool. It's super holistic. But when Marie and I were talking the other day, she said it's even if the, the young girl who's learning her cycle doesn't chart every day, um, analogous to eating healthy, she knows the basic signs. And so maybe it's like someone who doesn't count every calorie or something isn't, but, but knows the, how things are working. And that's yeah. a great gift, right? Exactly. Because, um, you know, you go on the pill at a young age, it can cover up things that you're not aware of. And yeah. then you're not in tune with your body and its workings as you would be otherwise, right? Exactly. A lot of girls don't know. And and the way the pill works, it just basically it introduces synthetic hormones into a woman's body. And so it stops her from ovulating, stops her from having um, regular cycles. And so then when she has what, what we refer to as a period, it's actually a withdrawal bleed. The, the synthetic hormones are removed. She stops taking the pill or she uses uh, sugar pills. And then the bleed happens. But it's not a, a period. It technically is the bleeding that follows ovulation. Um, and so if she has not ovulated, it's not a, a true period. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
there's all sorts of things that are happening as a woman develops through puberty that, you know, a cycle impacts her brain health, her heart health, her bone health. All of this um, is developing when she is a teenager. And so we want to make sure that cycle is, is flourishing. And, you know, one of the one common health issue that women suffer from that causes painful can cause painful periods is endometriosis, mm. and this is can be a really challenging um, it, disease to diagnose. But um, yeah, a lot of women who start having painful periods um, who will end up getting a diagnosis for endometriosis they suffer for about seven to nine years um, because it's just not as doctors aren't as aware of it. I think the awareness is growing, um, but yeah. So if you're charting, you can get to it sooner cool. and not yeah. suffer for as long. I worked with a bunch of women athletes uh, when I was a campus minister, and I can't tell you the number of people who got diagnosed with that. I mean, yeah. it was, they would just come out and say, I don't, I don't coach, I don't know what's going on. And then I would say, well, she's been diagnosed mm-hmm. for endometriosis. And they're like, no, we've never diagnosed. Oh, let me, let's check that out. And sure mm-hmm. enough, like that would be what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hard one to diagnose because as far as I know, the, the most concrete way is surgically to look at it right. to mm-hmm. see if it's there um there can be some signs in the chart but it's it's not as concrete as other like hormonal deficiencies for example mm-hmm. that comes out pretty clearly in a chart that hey let's do this blood work at this time and we can find it um and this is all coming from my my colleagues who do the work of cool. describing sure. it to me and, and my own personal experience of charting and that's one of the big things that also motivated this it's just it's been such a powerful gift in my life i've had doctors um be able to read my charts when I lived in Virginia and it led to us being able to conceive our eldest son. Cool. Um, without that, um, I don't think we would have him. Awesome. So yeah, great. Jessica, what, what else does Veronova do that I might not get elsewhere if I were um, just looking for women's health services? Mm. Lactation specialist you have there, don't you? <sighs> not yet. Oh, I thought you did. That is definitely something we are eager to add. Um, Yes, we would love to, um, so if there's any lactation consultants listening who would love to join up forces with us, um, we would love to add that um, because it's definitely a critical, critical piece. I have a friend who is in my youth group. She's a lactation specialist Mm. and the name of her, uh, the name of her company is Simply the Breast. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? That's that's, that's great. Yeah. 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 So, um, I think just the, the approach to cycle care and just one of the goals of our clinicians is really to listen so that when you come yeah. in, we want to hear your experience. Um, the insurance model that is current um, in healthcare today um, does make it challenging to, for clinicians to really listen and have the time to spend with their patients. But we are doing our best to provide that space um, to really hear what our patients are experiencing and then um, – to see the links between symptoms and again, not just go for that symptom management. So it's not just in women's health, but in all the care we provide, what are the, are we getting a, an overview of the whole person and yeah. what other stressors could be there and what other, and then when we approach it, it's going to be, we, we are aware of the critical nature of nutrition, um, sleep. We really want to partner with our patients. Um, we're not just going to, you have to expect that, you're going to be needing to do some work when you come with us because we're sure. not going to just, we're just not going to just, we will give you medication. If that is what's going to help you flourish, flourish, then we are absolutely okay with that. But we're also going to encourage, you know, behavior changes and stuff like that. I can't help but think of the relation to seminary formation that 
it, you're not just checking boxes here, but a lot of times in the seminary we'll talk about, you know, the human person being like a tree and you've got the leaves, which are the symptoms, and then the trunk. But you want to get down into the roots and make sure all the foundational things that go unseen sometimes are healthy and that yeah. operating well because um, the things that you do see are the fruits of all that sometimes that you don't see, you know. So there's yeah. a great spiritual principle at work here yeah. trying to get to – we sometimes in spirituality, Mike would know this from his spiritual direction experience, like getting to the core wound or the core uh -huh. sin and not that any of these things are sin, right. but in terms of the body, like what's going on underneath there that if we can take care of that, then everything else um, – Right. finds itself flourishing, right? Yeah. And yeah, I think it's very Catholic principle. Exactly. And I think one of the best examples of this would be infertility. For a lot of couples struggling to conceive, they'll get um, they'll go to conventional medicine and they'll get the diagnosis of infertility. Mm -hmm. Well, at Veranova, we really see infertility as a symptom of underlying problems. Mm -hmm. And so we want to, again, get down to the core. What is causing a couple? Because a couple who's healthy and ovulating, a woman who's ovulating regularly, should be able to naturally conceive. Mm -hmm. And so our approach to infertility is going to be, again, figuring out those underlying causes to restore the woman to health, um, investigate the husband, and, and really work together to restore them to health um, so that a couple um, – because oftentimes IVF in vitro fertilization mm -hmm. is the is one of the go-to options um, in conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. And at Veranova, um, like, let's, let's try it. Um, we're, we aren't going to refer to, for IVF. Um, we're going to work with the couple to really – investigate cool. and then if if it does come that the lord is not calling them to be parents in the natural way then we'll help hopefully connect them to adoption or um, other service opportunities to be um serve the serve the world cool um, in sure. a different way and you said earlier you're a family practice so i can mm -hmm. like you know take my niece to get her sports physical there if yes. i needed to right you know yes absolutely uh well child visits um, sinus infections. Um, yeah, one of my friends, her daughter needed an ear. Uh, she, they, they suspect an ear infection. Um, so she was just like, oh, we'll run over to Veranova and give it a whirl. So, And um, one of the first things that was hard, we didn't have all of our insurances in place uh, when we first opened because that's definitely a rolling process. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but as of June 1st, we will have like nine or ten of the major insurances. Excellent. In. Nice. Um, so um, make sure to ch If you looked at us before and didn't see your insurance, just... Um, check Look in, again. yeah, and pray for the the last remaining assurances that they uh, connect with us. <laughs> All right, so Veronica, give us your address and uh, how do we get how do we best get in contact with you? Seventy three seventy nine Pearl Road in Middlebrook Heights. Our website is veronovahealth.org, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at, at Veronova Health. And we'll put all that in the show notes for you. And, uh, hey, church search this week. I went to a place. Go I, ahead. I went out to Akron for Deacon Bob Stegmeyer's Mass at Thanksgiving. And there's this small little jewel of a church, St. Anthony of Padua in Akron, which is in a very urban yes. area. It's like it just, like, shows up in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere. It is, like, this tiny little, like, wooden church, it looks like to me when I walk in. And I was like, wow, this place is really lovely. I mean, and, like, the altar is really small. Like, the whole area is really mm -hmm. small and everything. Um, and um, so Bob had his massive Thanksgiving there, uh, which was great. And uh, then he announced that he had been assigned there. So oh, he was great. So he was really excited about Funny it. Funny you mention that because I went to Father David Blind's sister's funeral mass in Akron on Saturday and then I was heading over to Cuyahoga Falls because I was preaching all the masses there. And I drove by St. Anthony's and I thought to myself, never been in there. I know it's there. 
and it's the old it's traditionally an italian parish yes. so i have to stop in that's cool yeah, yeah. and it's sort of like a developing neighborhood around there a lot of like um new housing and things like that are have gotten up right next door they call it um, north hill i think right i think that's north correct hill. yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, Deacon Bob, congratulations. So it was glad. He's really happy. He announced at the end, he said, if you noticed, I didn't say goodbye. Mm. There's a reason for that. Because cool. <laughs> he was there for Field Ed this year. He said, uh, Bishop Molesic has assigned me here. And the whole That's place great. just exploded in applause. So it was great. They were happy to have him. And then, uh, hey, Ascension Thursday coming up. Actually, before we get to Ascension Thursday, happy 20 years. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll be 20 years a priest, if you could believe that. So, Congratulations. By the grace of God. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. And happy feast day of St. Brendan that we're recording on today. So to uh, my colleagues at St. Brendan's Parish in North Olmsted, Father Tom Roost cool. and Deacon Bob Heron and all the folks over there, happy feast day. Hope you're enjoying uh, today. And then uh, uh, Ascension readings for this week since... Um, uh, that's coming up on Thursday. Depending on where you're listening, you may be celebrating that on Ascension Thursday, or it may be over to Sunday, depending on what you're doing. Uh, what stuck out for me in the Acts of the Apostles this week was, "You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem." So Jesus leaves, you know, ascends to heaven, but he tells the apostles that they will be his witnesses in Jerusalem. Yeah, and I like what don't stop looking up, like get out, get to work here, get yeah. to work. So you got work to do, missionary disciples. So. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So happy, a bunch of feasts this week. Brendan, your ordination. <laughs> yeah, my ordination's not a feast, but I'll, I'll, I'll feast. We're going to have a party. We tomorrow, are, exactly, so. and then the ascension. And, uh, hey, Jessica Davidson, thanks for showing up today and uh, and hanging out with us. It was yeah. great having you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so check out Veronova Health, and we'll have this and a whole lot more next time on Question of Faith.